We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast. I, as always, am your host, Eric Bertzloff, better known on Twitter as at Dynasty Trades, joined by my co-host, Nathan Powell. What's up, man? How's it going, Eric? Uh, happy to be on the show tonight. You know, uh, Dan's not here, which is always a good thing. We're going to be rocking and rolling tonight. Yeah, you're basically going to be the Jamal Williams of this show, is what I'm hearing, is we're, we're down, we're down on, our, on our studs, and we're going to we're gonna have to settle for you. Wait, so would that make you Ty Montgomery or Aaron Jones? Summer's slipping away, so grab hold of Amazing at California's Great America before it's too late. Buy next year's season pass and get unlimited visits this year to experience rides, shows, and attractions. That includes incredible coasters, Boomerang Bay, and an amazing Peanuts-themed kids' area. Get this special offer for as low as 11 payments of $6.50 after an initial payment. Hurry to get the best price on the most fun you can have. Buy your 2020 season pass now at cagreatamerica.com. Um, I, I'd like to think I'm just injured, but still good. Uh, so I'm going to go so with neither. Aaron Jones. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. We're, we are joined. We are joined by Rotoviz's own Wispy the Kid. What's going on, Matt? Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, just hanging out here, uh, drinking a beer and uh, trying to talk some Dynasty football. Nice. Absolutely. Well, uh, Matt uh, writes for Rotoviz, as I mentioned there, and uh, you can follow him on Twitter at WispyTheKid. That's uh, W-I-S-P-E-Y, the kid, all one word. All right, Matt. Well, I'm sure as a Rotoviz writer, you know where this next part goes. Uh, And it is, uh, I want to let everybody know that you can get a listener's only 30% discount uh, to a Rotoviz NFL Pass through NFL Podcast homepage. Uh, You can find that at rotoviz.com slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content, and it also supports the pod. Uh, you can contact us via email. That's rotovizradio at gmail.com and Twitter at rotovizradio. Uh, so with that, I guess we'll go ahead and ask the question we ask at the top of every show. How was your week in fantasy football, Nathan and Matt? Well, I'll start us off with um, everyone loves when you go to bed thinking you have a loss and you end up with a victory. In my uh, home league. Uh, Antonio. 
in my home league, I was down like 60 and went to bed. And I had Ben and Antonio, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> easy game, easy game. <laughs> that, that, yeah, I, I, I won a couple with that, but uh, overall, just got completely shelled this week. I think I put up eighty points in the uh, kitchen sink, kitchen sink four playoffs, so that was a real showing. Pretty excited about that. Uh, how about you, Matt? Any good news on on the fantasy front on week twelve? Uh, I won my best ball Devi league, which was good because that's the one I'm trying to win in, and in. My second chance one, I am tanking and successfully lost. You so lost. Okay. It's a, it's a successful week. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Losing the ones you want to, winning the ones you want to. Uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, all right. Well, as we alluded to it, uh, this week was uh, this week was interesting, and and it's kind of diving into the playoffs. Um, so let's go ahead and chat our Twitter poll before we get into what happened this week. Um, so this week we are talking about another breakout candidate. Really, he's been breaking out for the last couple weeks, um, if not the whole season. Uh, very actually a big surprise, and that is Robbie Anderson. Uh, the Twitter poll for today is Robbie Anderson. Or a latish first, and what I mean by a latish first is somebody in the playoffs right now. Would you take their? If you had Robbie Anderson, would you take their first to give them Robbie Anderson? I'll kick to Matt first. Guest first, Matt. Um, I actually voted in this, and I I did take the latish first. Um, I just think there's a little bit of concern with Anderson. We'll get into him in a little bit, but the volume seems like it's all there. And while I hope that continues next year, there is at least some reason to be concerned. And I like the end of this year's first, so I'll take a shot at the end of the first. Nathan? Yeah, I I think that certainly this is closer than it was a few weeks ago. But so often with these guys that are later round draft picks that end up in an offense that has nothing, absolutely nothing around them. Quincy Anuma got hurt this year. Brandon Marshall got hurt. Oh, he's with the Giants, so it doesn't matter anyways. Um, Well, hurt, but not for the the team. (laughs) Yeah, uh, so I, I think that, you know, this scenario playing out of a, a player getting a lot of volume and, and producing is one that happens enough where they fizzle out in future years that I'd take the first year. I, I just think that there's more likely he turns into the next Charles Johnson from the Vikings rather than the next Adam Thielen from the Vikings. Oh, I see. We're going double Vikings there. Uh Interesting, but I mean, I don't think Charles Johnson ever had quite the breakout year that, that Robbie's having right now, right? I mean, he had, he had a couple great games there towards the end of, what, three years ago, but uh, nothing really beyond that. I think they've, they've had similar amounts of hype. Okay, let me go on mute and remove my dog from this room. Go. Go. All right, uh, Matt, any other thoughts on uh, Anderson? Yeah. I mean, I I do like him. I think I would probably attempt to acquire him in a lot of spots. I just think that if I'm looking at a first-round pick for him, this might be the only only time when you can actually get a first-round pick for Anderson. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's definitely a first-round pick, all things considered on it. Um, take take what you can get for Anderson now, but I know there's a lot of truthers out there. I mean, um, what do you think you could sell? I'll ask, I'll ask a really specific question to you, Nathan. What do you think you could sell Robbie Anderson to Waz for? Um, well, I can't sell him to Waz because Waz has him on all his rosters. But uh, <laughs> I'd say to the biggest truthers of truthers, I could, I could sell him for like the 109. Yeah, I think that that's true too. So that and that's pretty much what we're talking about here is is it a 109 or Robbie Anderson and and this is the time of year um before we even get into specifics and we preach it all the time on the show is this is the time of year where uh contenders are willing to overpay for current production uh for 2 3 weeks of production. This is the time they will give up a first for that. So uh if you do have players on your roster that are producing that you feel like won't um if you're not necessarily all in on Anderson, you think they address the position uh, this offseason, which I think is likely, or they get healthier at the position, uh, go out and obtain those first, and then their uh, his value will, will creep into the second right after the season ends for sure uh, would be the way I foresee that going. Anybody disagree with kind of that value dip once the season's over? Nope. No, I think that's a classic veteran. Uh, you know, not that he's like an older veteran, but he's still, those, there still will be a, a veteran dip in regards to Robbie Anderson. And as far as like a prediction for the poll, I'm going to go – 58% for the first. Okay, f- really important question. Did you cheat this time? No, I didn't, I promise. <laughs> okay. 
Well, I heard Matt say he voted in it already. I'm I did trust vote, so I know it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I've not looked either. I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be closer to 50-50. I think that I think people are going to be recency bias is very important on Twitter polls. So, I'm going to go with just outright 50-50 and we'll see how it goes. Um all right, well let's go ahead and dive into week 12 then. Um some interesting uh fluctuation in dynasty value and some interesting uh items arose. Uh one of which is Alex Smith bad at football question mark. I don't think we go quite there yet with Alex Smith. I, I think that his value has certainly dipped, even in a dynasty aspect where he wasn't really that valuable in one quarterback league anyways. He went from a guy I was recommending buying for a late second to now, yeah. like, if you can get any second for Alex Smith, go, 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 <laughs> snap, accept. It's you know? crazy how quick that happened because we did on this show advocate for going out and buying Alex Smith. Right. Uh, and, and now I think that, you know, his, his future is uncertain. I, I think that when he was having like that huge breakout start to, to the year, people were thinking, oh, does this, you know, push Mahomes back to possibly 2019? Does Alex Smith have a future with the Chiefs type of thing? I think that's it's clear, even though Andy Reid has said, oh, uh, Alex Smith's my quarterback. We don't even we haven't even thought about making a change of quarterback. I, I think that this has this slide has pretty much guaranteed Mahomes starting in 2018 week one. All right. Is that crazy, Matt, as, as I guess the question I will ask you? Uh, no, I, I tend to agree. I think Alex Smith is safe for the rest of 2017, but he's definitely not safe for 2018 at all. I'm barring something magically turning back around for Smith. I, I think it's about as fair an assumption as you can get that, Patrick Mahomes is the week one starter. Yeah, I mean, my worry is Andy Reid more than I think that that makes logical sense. I think Andy Reid has proven over and over again that he will buck any logical sense and run Kareem Hunt for seven times instead of uh, the 20 that would make any any sense. Um, I think it does make a ton of sense for Mahomes to, to pick up the uh, uh, pick up the rock next season, uh, but but I mean, Alex Smith, I guess, is proven. But I mean, yeah, I guess Alex Smith. They could really pull an Eagles, right? They could pull, they could trade him off like they did Bradford, um, and start the guy that they really want to start. Because uh, I, I think Alex Smith, like the Browns, would kill to have Alex Smith, right? Like, there's probably ten teams that want Alex Smith. Sure, uh, but I, I mean, I don't think the Browns and in their vision have any reason to acquire Alex Smith right now, but. I mean, I think that and we talked about this last week that everyone to Jacksonville, I think the the place that if Alex Smith's going to have a starting job next <laughs> year, the number one place makes sense is Jacksonville. Interesting. So I'm sorry, go ahead, Matt. I, I say, I was going to say, I completely agree with that, but he's kind of, Alex Smith is in that weird range where he's the player that's on, that's about to get cut that, you know, he's not going to have a job at the beginning of next year and you're trying to get value for him. So it's kind of a question of how much teams are willing to pay and are they actually willing to just make a move for picking up a late seventh. And that's, I mean, I really don't think a lot of teams are going to pay if they just assume Alex Smith is going to get on the open market at some point this off season. I mean, couldn't you made the same argument for Bradford though, this off season when, when he was traded for a first, I think that there's, there's value to what, I mean, and maybe that, maybe that was a dumb move by the Vikings, but there is value to, uh, even if you know he's being traded to, they can camp on him for another year and your team, you know, has all the pieces in place to win now uh, and make the move. So uh, with with that trade discussion in real life NFL talk, let's talk about valuations and what we're doing, because I think that people might still be low on Mahomes and Dynasty or not necessarily low, but sleeping on him. Um, if you drafted him, I've drafted him in a couple of places and even forgot he was on my roster. So that leads for people to potentially sell low on somebody that they they believed in early in the season but have no production now is Mahomes a guy that you're going out trying to purchase in the obvious hopes that he's starting next year Mahomes hasn't really been a guy I've been actively targeting but I I think that now if I'm going to do it would be a good time to do it just because yes there's some you know positive hype around him right now but you know at least there's a glimmer of hope of him starting soon whereas there wasn't earlier in the season so um, I mean, I, I would part with like an early second and an early third and a super flex. I would part with like a late third and a single QB that obviously that doesn't mean much, but you know, that's what I would do. Um, so, I mean, I, I like Mahomes a decent bit. We, we've talked about the young weapons in uh, Kansas city, you know, Kelsey's a veteran obviously, but you have Tyree kill, you have, you know, other weapons around them as well in cream hunt. So 
I think that that offense has a lot of upside, and Mahomes is part of it starting next year. I mean, you're, I'll stop you there, and then I'll kick over to Matt. But your valuation seems really low on Mahomes. I mean, he, in a super flex, he was a first round draft pick. I think pretty clearly across the board. And, and you're saying you you would you would give him for a you would buy him for a second and a third. Is that is that kind of what you're insinuating? I mean, I, I don't think that he was much. I mean, he, he was like the one eleven, one twelve in most super flex leagues. So I, I don't think that that's saying his value has dropped dropped drastically, giving an early second and third for him. I mean, I like I like the opportunity to buy. I'm just not sure you would ever get him for that. I think you would need to need to make it a first and a super flex. But in a uh, the upside in a single QB league, I think is very very intriguing, uh, and it's somebody that maybe for a third that that probably would get the deal done in dynasty. Is he's the kind of guy? He's almost like a Tyrod type upside player, maybe even higher upside than Tyrod is, um, where you know he can move his legs and has an has just an absolute cannon on him uh, that that. You know that it could be a nice. Maybe I would be advocating more in a in a single QB league to purchase him cheaply than I would in a super flex league. Uh, all right, I'll kick over to you, Matt. I've uh, bogarted all the time for you. Yeah, I kind of think I agree with your valuation. I think in a super flex, it's it's definitely some level of first round pick for him. And I, I agree that in one QB leagues, he's definitely someone I'm targeting right now. Uh, I'm. I don't know if the third gets him only because if you have him still on your roster at this point, there is some like, unless it, it's someone who's contending for a play or contending in the playoffs right now, who is looking to sell off for veteran pieces or for something. I, I kind of question if they're going to sell now, or if maybe the buying window on him for a third has maybe already closed since Alex Smith is sort of bottoming out at this point. Yeah, maybe. Um, but but we don't – I mean, I don't know that – I guess is, are any of us speculating that Alex Smith like, is going to be benched here at some point here in the near future? Because I'm not sure I see that happening. I don't I don't think Reed is proactive enough to do that. No, I, I think his job's safe for the rest of the year at least. Okay, I think I completely agree. Uh, let's move on to uh, to another QB. Uh, C.J. Burtham went Bert, – Burtham? 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 Bert, Bert, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to say his last name. What's up, C.J.? Um, he, the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers was injured in the fourth quarter um, with about two minutes to go, and uh, it was Jimmy G time. Um, first off, let me stop and say that Jimmy G is a beautiful man through the helmet. Did you guys notice that? Just, just a very, <laughs> very good-looking man. Uh, so Jimmy G time was, my wife was next to me and she was like, who is that? Uh, so it's, it's not often that they, uh, that, that your wife is swooning at a guy through a football helmet, but there it was. Uh, he came in through a touchdown and looked pretty good. Uh, it, I guess we, it sounds like the, the injury is not that serious to CJ. Um, but it's not, I mean, I would be shocked if it wasn't Jimmy starting this week. So, um, what are we doing for Jimmy G? Did the, did the time to buy just end? Is the time to buy now? I guess what, what are, where are we putting him? I think it's, there's still a little bit of time to buy, but I think it's as weird as it sounds to say two passes in one rush attempt made him a lot more expensive. Yes. <laughs> Probably made him a lot more expensive. Uh, the fact that he went out there, rushed, uh, ran for a first down on a meaningless play and then threw for a touchdown on a meaningless play in, in garbage just, time mind you yeah exactly. yeah probably upped his cost about like a half a round draft pick so <laughs> yeah i mean i i'm if you can buy him with anyone who's sell, parting with him for relatively cheap then yeah but uh i don't know yeah, this is one of those scenarios where I've long disagreed with his value, especially in one quarterback leagues where pretty much people held him for three or four years expecting, oh, one day he's going to be good. That It's not worth holding a, a one quarterback in a one quarterback league, holding on to a guy for that long. Um, so I've long of him and just each step of him getting increasing in value, like, oh, maybe Brady's bad. Oh, there's this. And then and then the trade to San Francisco obviously was the biggest, you know, hike in price that he's ever seen. So, I mean, I, I've long said, okay, sell now, sell now. Well, guess what? He threw a touchdown. Now's a good time to sell. <laughs> yeah. And what, okay. So what are we selling him for? Superflex and single QB leagues. Uh, what, what is going to, what is, what is the value that's going to get you to move Jimmy G after all of this time? I'm at first. Yeah. Whoa. In a superflex. I'm a, assuming you're saying. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's more expensive than Mahomes, so I would definitely yeah. think it's 106 range, probably in a Superflex league. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I, I, and I think that 
even saying that out loud, I mean, and I, I, I think I deep down knew that, but I, I think that does highlight like it's time to pass on him. Um, but he did. He looked good. I mean, two more two more weeks of that, and that price tag is going to continue to rise up. He's going to be the next. Um, he's going to replace Marcus Mariota on the off season rankings if he keeps this up. Our our, po- our poll in two weeks will be Saquon Barkley or Jimmy Garoppolo in, in Superflex. <laughs> maybe maybe it is a maybe it is a one hundred and one or but we all know there's nobody more valuable than the one hundred and one. Like there's been uh, there's been some tanking allegations. I saw Ryan McDowell's tweet that he hasn't seen more tanking in his entire commission career for Barkley. Uh, so there th- that hype is real. But maybe maybe Nathan, if he really blows up. Um, all right. Is uh, speaking of people whose time maybe came, uh, Joe Mixon looked good at football this week. Guys uh, ran for over a hundred yards and a touchdown. Every yeah, Browns game is. Oh, uh, ahead, I was going to say every every Browns game makes a player look good. So I mean, one hundred percent. I know their run defense is good. It, I, I threw air quotes around that is good, but uh, yeah, I mean he got the ball enough, and yeah. Kind of killed me in my redraft league. So, yeah, I think that Mixon. It's he's one of those guys that we've pretty much said all season. All right, this is going to be the week. All right, this is going to be the week. And then it turns out he gets high volume against a Browns defense that isn't that good, and so he has a big week. So, I I'm a guy. Who, I mean, I have a few Joe Mixon shares. Uh, I've always thought he was uh, below the, the McCaffreys and, and the Fournettes, um, but. You know, right, right now, I, I think that, you know, he, he's just about where – I mean, I'll, I'll, actually, I'll preface that. I'll say before Sunday, his price was about where it should be. But after that performance, it's probably back to being worth like an early first or, you know, a, a player that's equal. You could probably throw like, uh, you know, mix in like a second. You can get Keenan Allen these days. Who knows? Yeah, so, so okay, that I guess what was – so what was his value Did you did you think it was? Uh, I, I think that it was creeping more towards a mid to late first rather than an early one. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I mean that's I, I I completely agree. I think the Browns highlight highlight a lot of mediocre players and make them look great. So not saying Mixon is mediocre, but the if you're flash against the Browns, it's, I'm I'm much more inclined to discount it and wait for it to happen against a real football team, not a JV football team. Um, and I'd like to take this time to remind everybody that I have a bet where and was willing to take terms that the Browns would win eight games this year. So, uh, oops. Okay, so moving on from a guy in Joe Mixon uh, whose draft stock seems to be climbing, I want to tell you guys about the draft app. Uh, Dan's usually the one who talks about it, um, and he's got a lot of love for the app. But I think all three of us on the show have a massive amount of love for this app. Um, it's a new way to do daily sports. Uh, it is – it is a ton of fun. Basically, the way it's done is you get on the app, and it's a phone app, so that makes things a lot easier. You don't have to go onto your website uh, to log in, you know, whatever it is that you do on your website, but you can. Um, but uh, you you basically log into the you log into the app. You draft a team in real time. It's a snake draft um, against other owners. So say you do a 10, 10 person draft, uh, each of your drafts uh, players for a team, and then that team uh, plays for only that week. So it's a it's a cool way to not do a salary cap format daily to do a uh, to do a, a kind of a, an interesting version of it. And, and I think it's honestly a little bit more fun. So um, if you want to check out draft, if you haven't yet, if you haven't believed Dan yet, you want to believe me, uh, I would highly implore you to do so. So make sure you, uh, when you do that, use the promo code RV radio uh, that gives you a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. Um, so you get to play a free game uh, just by using the promo code RV radio. Um, it also helps to show out. So uh, search draft in your app store um, or go, go to playdraft.com. Uh, come play for free with promo code RV radio. Okay. Let's move on to Tevin Coleman who broke out this week for two TDs. Um, in in a in a world void of Devonta Freeman, yeah, I think that this is just kind of like a tease to all the fantasy and dynasty owners out out there. They're like, hey, like, what would happen if Tevin Coleman got the majority of carries and targets in a backfield? Oh, he would destroy a bad Buccaneers defense. So, I mean, <laughs> he's done like, it against a couple around, teams though. There, now there there is a bit of the okay, he's playing a bad defense to it. But there's also an element to this guy has the ability to, you know, take the workload in a backfield, have majority of carries and targets. But 
it's just not going to happen in Atlanta. So we have a bit of waiting here. He's a free agent after the 2018 season. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with Kevin Coleman. But I, I think that this is, is honestly a still high opportunity. I think that, uh, you know, if someone sees this like, oh, he's going to overtake Devonta Freeman, he's going to, you know, end up being a 20-point PPR back. Like, it's possible, but I think that's more of a long-term investment rather than a short-term. Yeah, I guess, Matt, tell us uh, tell us your thoughts on that. Because, I mean, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with Nathan. This is, if you're not contending and have Tevin Coleman, I think it's time to run. Oh, I, I mean, I, I think he's the like number one candidate of we wish he was elsewhere because he actually <laughs> looks he looks good i mean the first uh, first week without him or not the first week last week against seattle i mean he had awful efficiency got bailed out by the touchdown but you put him against a defense that's not good and all of a sudden he puts up numbers and runs for pretty solid efficiency i mean it sucks that they're both there and it kind of sucks that they just paid Freeman in the off season. So I, I think you have to get out while you can hope you can get him and maybe he'll, maybe you can buy him back cheaper next year when everyone's frustrated again. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess that cause, cause I mean, it doesn't take that long to remember. Cause I think you bring up a good point there, Matt is like, I, I was a Tevin, I'm a Tevin Coleman owner in like several places and I'm, I'm ecstatic with what he's doing right now, but, the but the first five six weeks of the season were just were were gut wrenching. He was just it was just a TD vulture here and there, but like for the most part was completely unstartable. And that's what he's going to go back to. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think the only thing that's been sort of saving him is he's actually weirdly been the receiving back. He was at the beginning of the year. He was the one actually getting more targets. But I mean, eight or nine rushes per game is not going to be enough to sustain his value at least not more yeah so than, i guess oh, sorry go ahead at least not more than it is at his selling point right now okay so so i think all three of us are are on board here i'm sure i'm sure dan would have disagreed with us but um since we're all three kind of on the selling coleman train and actually let me ask you guys this question um because this is a situation i found myself in with with coleman if you are contending and you have coleman on your squad um and you don't have enough that depth at running back are you still planning to sell him or trying to or are you just waiting are you are you riding him to a championship i'd ride it out i mean obviously if you get you know something like an early first or something like that where it's like all right it's worth sacrificing maybe i don't want a championship this year and i get this huge haul for tevin coleman but uh more likely than not like you're gonna get a good deal but i'm not sure it's good enough to sacrifice championship yeah i'd agree with that Okay. Well, then I will hold him. I will hold him. That is kind of the way I was approaching, but I was curious what your guys' takes were. Um, all right. Let's move on. Um, and that is uh, to the Nathan Powell of the Green Bay running field, running back field. Uh, and that is Jamal Williams. Uh, he, if you, if you went to sleep and didn't look at your roster and thought Jamal Williams wasn't getting you 30 points, well, surprise, he got you 30 points. I mean, I, I hated Williams out of school. Um, I was way more in on Aaron Jones. I think it seems to be a little bit of how you feel as well. But, I I mean, it's another one of those guys. I, I'm probably selling him if I can because I'm not a fan, and this is potentially as high-scoring game you're going to see in a long time. Yeah, I, I mean, I know that we often, you know, disdain the the analysis of oh, what's his yards per carry, but like his so called like you know breakout or the his you know good games the last few weeks, three point one yards per carry against the Steelers, three point two yards per carry against the Ravens, and three point four yards per carry against Chicago Bears. Those are not numbers I like from a workhorse back. I, I th- we've talked about on this show the only value in that Green Bay backfield is a that Aaron Rodgers is their quarterback, which isn't the case now. And yep. B, if one of them is getting the, all the carries, any running back in any backfield that's getting all the carries is going to have value. So, I mean, I don't think that Williams' value has, you know, got gotten to the place of like an early second or anything crazy like that. But, you know, he's, he's definitely a sell for me if I can get anything respectable. Yeah, I think I think probably the more surprising thing for Williams for me, and, and maybe I just didn't study his tape well enough, is that he, he's been playing a role in the receiving game and doing pretty solid at it. Um, I kind of pictured him more as like a, a two down back and he seemed, I mean, he's not leaving the field. So that, I mean, that's an upside for him because there's no one to, to bring out on the field after, cause they're all hurt. 
Yeah, and maybe maybe that's what it is. I guess that that was my takeaway. Where when you look, especially when you look at the box score, watch the game. Just he was on, he was getting carries constantly, um, and catching footballs out of the backfield. So, um, but yeah, looking at it, looking at his performance from last night: twenty-one carries, sixty-six yards, three point one average. Uh, there's nothing that sexy about what's happening there. Um, but granted, it was ground and pound, and they were moving the football. So, uh, so let's let's chat Williams and, and just dynasty side of things. I, I feel like this is going to be a recurring segment of the show where we basically just say sell, sell, sell the people who are blowing up right now. But are, are we all on on board for selling Williams right now? If you can, or and same question I had for Coleman: If you're in a championship run, are you still trying to sell him? I'm much more comfortable selling Williams in the championship run. I think that he's less likely to quote-unquote, win you a championship than Tevin Coleman is. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way, but I'm also like toying with the idea of he's kind of one of those guys that maybe we have an owner like us who doesn't really see much value in him, and if you can buy him for cheap and you are one of those contending teams, maybe he's one of those cheap guys, and if Ty Montgomery goes down, Aaron Jones doesn't really come back, he's going to get a lot of volume, and he might be one of those relatively cheap assets you can kind of have on your roster for a potential run. Yeah. See, I, I agree with you, Matt. I, I, I think I am actually on the, on the side of the fence where if I can pull the trigger for, if I can get him like buy him for a late second or a second round pick and he shores up my run, my running back squad on kind of a, kind of a thin squad and on a championship run. I, I think I'm, I think I'm kind of forced to do that move um, and then just pray. He's so young and has flashed a little bit and maybe just pray that he actually turns out to be um, something in the future that you could potentially sell down the road. Uh, okay. Let's get into the namesake of the show here. And that is uh, Robbie Anderson. It's 2017 and Robbie Anderson is as my notes say here for reals, Nathan. I think we might have uh, beat the dead horse with Robbie Anderson a little bit that, you know, he, he's valuable right now. He's scoring points and he's, he's shown some talent, but overall he's a guy who has benefited from injuries around him and, you know, getting a high target volume. So, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm out on him if his current price is around that late first mark, which we'll find out when we check the, the poll later in the show. Yeah. Worth mentioning Jermaine curse also had double digit targets in that game and went for over a hundred yards. So, um, Maybe it is a scarcity question. So I will, I will kick to you, Matt. Scarcity or not? I mean, I, I, he's fourth in the NFL in market share of air yards with 43%. And of that bunch, he's the only one under – or the top three guys above him all have 28% of their target share compared to his 21, which makes me a little more comfortable because his usage type is at least going deep and, like, getting the longer plays. So – I like him a little bit, but he is tied for 13th in uh, weighted opportunity rank or weighted opportunity. So similar to like Devonte Adams level, I, I'm a little concerned if they change QB, maybe he doesn't chuck it to him quite as much. Well, I, I guess yeah. I mean, this is another guy that maybe if you're in a championship run, you should target. But I mean, for a first, it just seems too expensive. I feel like there's other pieces you could go get. I mean, if I if I really think that he's the difference between me making uh, the title game and having a shot at it, I, I mean, I think I give up my like. If I think it's going to be like one twelve, I think I might give it up. But it, it's it's definitely knowing that I I'm probably overpaying in the long run for a title right now. Yeah, but that's that's ultimately the name of the game right now. If you're going for that title, it was worth every it was worth every penny if you win it. Um, if you if you get third and bubble out of the final game, uh, it's not worth it at all. Um, so you can be a little results oriented in that sense. Okay, we'll move off of Robbie Anderson since we're, since we're already talking about him. Uh, let's move on to Cooper Cup, um, and I'll, I'll kick to you first, Matt. Um, I, I'm, I like Cup. I think he's seemingly has a little bit of a rapport with uh, Goff, and, but he's third on the team in target share um, with twenty percent of it. I, I'm sorry, second on the team in target share with 20%. He's third on the team in uh, market share of air yards. I don't, I didn't like him at all out of college. Like, but it's hard to uh, ignore the fact that he might be the guy. He, I mean, he might have a consistent role with that team moving forward. I mean, it certainly seems like, I think you hit the nail on the head. It certainly seems like Goff likes throwing the ball to him. 
Um, and I don't think golf's going anywhere soon. So Cup, I mean, does maybe have long-term dynasty wide receiver three value with uh, with upside of, of putting up a wide receiver one week or what or early wide receiver two week like he did this past week um, if that Rams offense goes off. Um, I know we talked about Cup early on, Nathan, and I can't remember what your take on him was, uh, but I think we we're all relatively high on Cup coming off that first game. Uh, I, I guess I think we all said maybe a first for him. Is that still the valuation you're seeing him him at? Well, my, my take coming into the process with – I mean, I was along the lines of Matt. Is I, I didn't love him as a prospect, but he was – you know, every year there's a few of these guys who fantasy Twitter doesn't like him for, you know, market share or age or whatever it may be. And then they, they end up being a top 75, top 90 NFL draft pick. And I tend to try and buy those guys because I think that the fantasy uh, industry undervalues uh, them. So, I mean, I picked up a couple of Cooper Cup shares in like the late second, early third because of that. But I, I think that for the most part, he was a, you know, he's, he's a guy who I, I'm buying right now, I'd say. Uh, because I don't think that his price is quite cut up to his level of play as a rookie. And I think that he has played well enough to where that I don't think the Rams are going to feel pressured to re-sign Sammy Watkins just because they spent that second round pick on him to acquire him. So I think that, you know, we've talked so much about golf and Gurley and how this is such a young explosive offense. Well, you know, not that Watkins has like taken up a huge target share or anything, but, you know, take away Watkins and Cubs, Cubs share increases as well. So um, de- definitely think that he's a solid buy right now. But I mean, if, if you're trying to run into a Cooper Cup truther that wants you to pay like a mid first, that's not, not something I would do. Yeah, I mean, it, and I'm I'm going back through his stats here because he's had he's had relatively pedestrian weeks um, with Robert Woods in the in the fold. Is, I mean, is is this week's production just the fact that Woods was on the bench here? Because I mean, going back through his last four weeks, um, he's got let's see, he's got. Six for 64, no touchdown. He's got six for 47, no touchdown. He's got three for 54, no touchdown. He's got four for 51 and a touchdown. So, I mean, he's in that like four to six target or four to six reception range and basically 10 fantasy points and is dependent on a touchdown. But I mean, I think that's a lot of, I mean, obviously you want those big hundred, hundred yard games, but you know, that that's a wire receiver, three wire receiver, four numbers right there. No, I, and I guess I agree. So you're saying price tag because uh, if if his price tag is a first, and maybe you're saying it's it, not, is no, that it's not. so? What what is what is the value that you see him going for? What do you, what do you think you could purchase Cup for right now in the open market? The two hundred three. Really? Okay, I, I I think that seems light. Um, I don't have Cup in any dynasty leagues, but I'm not sure I would expect to to purchase him for that. Of you, do you have any evidence to back this up that his his value is there? No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Matt. Where, did, where? Well, I guess let me ask you the same question, valuation wise. Are you, do you think the two hundred three is enough to acquire a cup? Probably not, but I, it's kind of weird. I think it's ninety percent about the owner that you're dealing with. If they were a truther from the get go, if they overpaid for him in the rookie draft, but I, that's probably about the most I would give up is two hundred three. Okay, and, and I mean, I I think I would give up two hundred three all day for him. I'm just not. I'm just. I'm more skeptical that you're going to find an owner that would would do that. Uh, all right. Well, it's a shame. We'll, we'll we'll move on, and it's a shame that Dan isn't on the show here because uh, we are going to talk about Ricky Seals Jones, who once again turned into fire this week. So uh, let me ask you guys a question: Ricky Seals Jones or Gronk? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's unfair to Gronk. <laughs> yeah i mean so often we, we've seen these project type tight ends and so many of them flame out and never do anything at the nfl level that's kind of what we expected of seals jones a you know a position convert from from wide receiver in college so i mean it's nice to see these you know couple big games uh but i think that it, it's more like joseph fourier than it is like you know the hopes we had for ladarius green see i i'm not sure i agree with you i mean he's getting the the last two games he's gotten a reasonable target i mean this game he got a reasonable target share um i guess last game uh, i mean last game he got targeted five times granted the touchdowns are a bit of an anomaly um but i mean four for 72 that's what i need from a tight end right there minus the touchdown like if he could if he gets six targets every game that's what i need from a starting tight end 
I mean, I think it's worth paying attention to to see how his snaps start to play out for the rest of the year. If they have any type of faith in him, you'd expect that it's going to continue to rise. He had nine last week. It was up to 17 this week. Um, And, I mean, he did see one extra target in that time. So I think that's going to be something kind of worth tracking over the rest of this year because if they do start to use him, no one really expects that Jermaine Gresham is going to be their long-term option. So he might be the guy there by next season. And I guess I guess that's the question is because it all comes down to value because is a third getting you Seals Jones is a fourth getting you Seals Jones at this point he was free like up until two weeks ago. Yeah, I think it's one of those deals that uh, if you picked him up and someone offered you a third, you're like, ah, I might as well just keep him. So I think it might take the late second, which I would I would sell for every day of the week. Yeah, and I would too. I think that that's I think I think I agree completely. But I mean, somebody might be playing with house money here and moving for a third. You could probably convince them that a third and a fourth is enough to let you gamble on Seals Jones. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, let's hop on to a team that is well, and and yeah, I guess we we already chatted value on Seals Jones, so I won't revisit that. Um, let's go on to a plummeting team, uh, and that is the Dallas Cowboys and all of their assets. If you owned the Dallas Cowboys assets in the first couple weeks of the season then you were dancing winning football games and if you own them now uh you are getting like two points from Dak Prescott and like no points from Des Bryant it is at no points from Alfred Morris really you name it nobody's giving you any points it's been just a bloodbath if you own any Cowboys so what is I guess let's have a, a dynasty reality check here are we is the panic button needing to be hit or do we think all will go back to being good once he gets on this football team again I mean, I I don't think Zeke necessarily fixes every problem they've been having, but I do think it probably helps out Dak somewhat because teams don't seem to fear Alfred Morris at all, even with that offensive line somewhat still being good sometimes. Um, Even with that line, they're not afraid of Alfred Morris doing anything compared to Zeke, so that probably takes a little pressure off of Dak, but... I mean, I, I can't sit here and say I'm not concerned about how Dak's looked over the past few weeks. Yeah, because, I mean, there were people saying Dak was the the QB1 overall in Dynasty. Um, and I don't think I, those people have been very quiet if they still exist. Um, well, I guess what is does this mean Dak is more in that dependent on the pieces around him as opposed to just guy who makes things happen? Like, I don't know, like a Russell Wilson comes to mind as like that kind of guy. Um or, I mean, because that guy probably falls out of the top five of QBs in Dynasty, right? Yeah, I don't think that anyone ever really had him in that range of, you know, a Russell Wilson-type athlete or a passer. I, I think that he's a guy who needs to have, you know, some good weapons around him. He can create some plays on his own within the running game, but, you know, not, not to the extent of that. So, I mean, if I was talking about, you know, quarterback rankings, his age and the, you know, poorest play of Jameis Winston, Mariota, kind of puts him in that like six to seven range. Um, but, you know, out of all the Cowboys right now, I think they, Dak is the best buy and the most likely to rebound from, you know, people being down on, on him at the moment. I, I was on the Dynasty Blueprint a few weeks ago and called Des Bryant a sell low, a guy that whose value has, you know, dropped immensely. But it's still time to get out on Des Bryant. I don't think that he'll ever see the 10 to 12 target type volume again. A, a lot of the advanced metrics have shown him being one of the worst NFL receivers this year, uh, both PFF and Rotoviz metrics. So uh, well, let me, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I'm, let I'm, me cut you, cut you off there and ask you the question because Des, Des is a good question. What are the specific values that you say sell low? Is that a second round pick? You're just out on Des? No, no, it's not that low. Okay, well, how it, low? I, I think it's more along the lines of I'd be targeting, like, give me like a, a Mike Williams and a late first or something like that. I mean, I don't think you're going to find anybody who does that deal for you. I mean, I feel like the late first is pushing it these days with Des. Well, then I should be buying them instead. <laughs> All right. Fair, fair enough. That's probably true as well. Uh, I'm sorry. So you, you were, I cut you off there, Nathan, but I did just want to make you elaborate on what you meant by solo. Yeah, I, I I just think that you know I, in this world where I think that Dez can fetch like two late firsts, I think that he's overvalued and will continue to lose value. Okay, so basically one first and a throw-in is what you'd say, or not a throw-in, but a 
uh, upside piece and a first is what you're shooting for, Daz. Yes. Okay. Fair enough, uh, Matt. Let's uh, let's hear your takes here. I mean, what is the? I mean, Des, I think, is one of the more interesting question marks because I think his value does tank, but go ahead. Honestly, like, I don't even know if I'm a contending team if I try and buy Des. That's kind of how low I am at this point. I don't think he's a championship-winning piece. I I think he is. I kind of think it's get out of the market on Des Bryant because it's not there anymore. He's not gaining separation. He's. I mean, he never really got a lot of separation, but... He doesn't seem to be getting the same level of respect from defenders that he used to, and he's basically almost touchdown dependent at this point. So, yeah, and I mean, I think that that's totally valid. I've I've been trying to get out from under Des in the one league I have him left, and I've been really struggling to make it work to the point where I'm almost tempted to just sell him for a first and move on. Uh, it's a team that's in like last place in this league, so hopefully, I'm in, I'm going to be able to score Barkley. So maybe that's what I'll do is I'll sell Dez for a first and then score Barkley because I lose the rest of my games. Or I'll have to start somebody like Robbie Anderson and then actually win them all by accident. Crap. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's move on uh, to our last talk uh, talking point here, and that is Deion Lewis. Uh, Deion Lewis has looked insanely good um, these last couple weeks in an offense that is insanely frustrating for running back. So uh, Deion Lewis had his heyday last year. Uh, midseason was going for a first. I uh, don't think we're back to that I point. I think it was like three years ago. Eric. <laughs> was it three? Am I, am, I, am I losing years that quickly? It was, it was like two years ago, right? Pretty sure it was 2014. But uh, crap, man. I am losing years. Back, can you recall when Deion Lewis was good? I mean, I wrote a – uh, Dion Lewis article early last year based on that like little half season stretch he had. So I think he had some value early last year. I just don't know if it was a first. <laughs> okay. At some point in the last three years, he has had a valuation of a first. How's that? Is that better? There you go. I'll accept yeah. it. <laughs> um, anyways, Dion Lewis is back in his old form um, and has looked, looked terrific, looked elusive, looked everything he has been um, when he hasn't been injured. Uh, what are we – what are we doing with Lewis? Is this, is this a target if we have Lewis and we've held on this long? Because he's another guy who essentially got free at the end of this offseason um, and is now blossomed. Are we trying to, to sell before another injury? Is that what we're worried about? I guess what what are we – how are we proceeding with Lewis? I mean, if I, if I own him on a team that's not contending, I'm selling immediately kind of for whatever – I mean, I probably actually sell him for a, a kind of any second. Um and if I get what about an early third, I'll push you. If I get a third, if I can get him to throw in a fourth, just so I can get a lottery ticket, I probably consider it. He's he and Burkhead are the two running backs in that backfield that don't have contracts beyond this year, and that concerns me because now they've got a lot of people and they've got money wrapped up in them, and he's the one that they don't. So I don't think a lot of teams go out and buy running backs, especially ones that have had knee issues and. I mean, it could be – there's a real chance that next year he's like Pierre Thomas was and just is. Everyone just thinks he's, everyone thinks he's going to get a job and no one signs him. Interesting, interesting. That's That, that I feel like is a hot take, but isn't is, I guess not crazy. Uh, the Patriots let him go and then sign him for the league minimum. They pull a LeGarrette Blunt on him. I mean, then I would buy him again because they'd love him. <laughs> okay. Okay, so what? So you're selling for you're selling for a third and a fourth, Nathan. Where are you at on Lewis? I, I think he's a guy that you're not going to see moved in trades very often, and I, I think that I, I, I I'm around the same range as, as Matt. I, I I'd take any second, but I mean, if I was a contender and I was devoid of a running back, I, I think Lewis is a guy that for the rest of the year you can probably count on for like ten to twelve points, and maybe a huge game will get you know twenty two points. So, I mean. I'd, I'd happily invest in early third in the league where I think, okay, he's going to be my RB2 the rest of the year. Okay. Well, on that note, I think we'll go ahead and uh, and wrap up the show here. Uh, so let me uh, – before we get into thanking Matt for his time on the show, 
Uh, I would do want to remind everybody to please go and rate and review the podcast. Uh, leave us a five-star review. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. Uh, we have an individual feed if you just want to listen to our show, or if you want to check out the entire awesome Rotoviz Radio slate, you can subscribe to Rotoviz Radio. Both are fantastic channels. Um, and actually, rating and reviewing both of them for us is uh, something that, that helps us if you enjoy the show, if you enjoy the content we put out. That's something that uh, that really helps other people find us and helps us stay uh, us stay employed with Rotoviz. So. Uh, appreciate that if you go out there and do that. Uh, like I said, we, we really do appreciate it. And this is the part of the show now where I say thank you to Matt. Matt, thanks so much uh, for coming on the show. Also, uh, I do want to stop. I was reading your Twitter bio, and I noticed you like tacos. I had shrimp tacos right before I came on the show, and they were money. Ta- tacos are always an option. I'm not what, in what? on shrimp tacos. Um, what? I don't like seafood. I'm that guy. I don't like seafood. Wait, but, wait. You so you you like tacos, but not a fish taco? I think I think we're done here, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I let you down. <laughs> is it all, is it all beef and chicken? Huh? I, it's beef, chicken. You give me a nice little like pulled pork. Yeah, I'll stuff that is on land. All right. I mean, basically, you should try putting enough sour cream on the seafood ones that you don't even taste the seafood. That's an excellent strategy to get started. And it's just a sour cream taco. I, I think I'm in on that. <laughs> yeah, right exactly it's a sour cream taco like think of it as like seafood flavored sour cream maybe is what you think of it as <laughs> um but yeah thanks so much for coming on the show man uh make sure you guys go and follow matt um uh, you can see all of his work on rotaviz.com and then you can find him on twitter at wispy the kid that's w-i-s-p-e-y the kid um and thanks again matt for coming on the show it was a ton of fun to chat week 12 with you thanks for having me All right, well, for Nathan, myself, and Dan, who's not here, we will catch up with you guys next week. Mattress Firm's Labor Day sale ends Monday. Get a king mattress for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin for a savings of up to $600. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend just $4.99. And Friday through Monday, get a Beautyrest queen mattress for just $99. Visit mattressfirm.com or a store near you for the best deal of the season. Only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. $99 mattress offer available in-store only. The loss supplies last. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. Summer's slipping away, so grab hold of Amazing at California's Great America before it's too late. Buy next year's season pass and get unlimited visits this year to experience rides, shows, and attractions. That includes incredible coasters, Boomerang Bay, and an amazing Peanuts-themed kids' area. Get this special offer for as low as 11 payments of $6.50 after an initial payment. Hurry to get the best price on the most fun you can have. Buy your 2020 season pass now at cagreatamerica.com.